coming. You know, I was like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 62 of not the Too Sweet Podcast, but of the Too Sweet Experience this week. <laughs> oh yeah, it's about to go down this week. There was a certain experience that everybody's talking about, and I'm about to talk about it today. We're about to have some fun today. So, feel free. You can find me on all of my listings on Twitter. Just check out the pinned tweet on my Twitter account at two sweet pod that's the number two sweet pod you can find my personal twitter account as well at omg Corey b you can find wherever i'm at youtube periscope all of those listings on the pin tweet at two sweet pod so we're about to hop right on into this thing normally this is the spot where i do best thing funniest thing today is just gonna be funniest thing and we're gonna start right at the top the viking experience like, okay, the War Raiders thing hits, and we're about to hop into a lot of things. Uh, the Superstar Shake-Up, uh, Becky Lynch, her tweet uh, about Alexa, uh, Impact Rebellion, that's going to be a pay-per-view of the year candidate, but we're about to hop into best thing, funniest thing right here. The Viking experience, man, like the War Raiders come out, and I'm like, okay, oh, cool, it's the War Raiders, and then I see Viking experience uh, on the label when they come out on the ramp and i'm like what is going on here and i see evar and eric and i'm like what is going on they have ruined the war raiders and i'm like oh my goodness like what was so wrong with the war raiders they had war in their name really that's what we're doing in 2019 like, can't, can't they just come up with something better? And, like, the rows of tweets that I see going down my screen is Viking experience with question mark and exclamation point behind it. Viking experience, Viking experience, Viking experience. And, like, we're all sitting here like, oh, my goodness. The artists formerly known as the War Raiders are dead on arrival. And, like, I see a story. If, if This is just, like, the cherry on top of the Sunday, I see a story on from PW Insider that the Viking Experience wasn't wasn't even the first name. The first name that they were gonna go with were the Berserkers, and I'm like, the, but the, what the Berserkers? And I'm like sitting there like, who in the right minds would think the Berserkers were an acceptable name? So they realized how crazy that name were was, excuse me, and they went with the Viking experience. Or like, okay, the Viking experience is a-okay. Vince McMahon is just sitting there in the back like, oh, this is just gonna work great. Man, oh my goodness, how dumb of a name. And like, I don't, Mick Foley is on Twitter. God bless his heart. I love me some Mick Foley, but it's like, okay, well, it's just the name. No, man, the, the name is everything sometimes. And sometimes you just cannot get over the Viking experience when you have been the War Raiders for however long they've been on NXT. So just dumb all the way around. Moving on. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is just a monument of gold. He was the newest member of the New Day on SmackDown. And Kevin Owens was out there swiveling his hips. And I just got to say that it was hilarious. Just well done by Big O or Big K or whatever he's calling himself these, these days. Big Kev. 
I don't know, but it was well done. I enjoyed every bit of it. Last funniest thing of the day, the RKO Kid. Look, I don't know what his name is. I'm just calling him the RKO Kid. He tried to RKO his principal. He got arrested for that. Like, jeez. Like, arrested for a fake RKO? I know back in my day, you would have got beat down. But you didn't have to arrest the kid. This day, I don't know which day it was. But the latest story is that he tried to RKO a fake gator. And it, like he got arrested for that. He threw a fake gator in a pond in a mall. And I'm like, okay, a fake gator. Here's my problem with all this. This kid needs to work on his technique. Does out of nowhere mean nothing to this kid? Like, I mean, you look at when he tried to RKO the principal. He tried to rub up on the principal. No, you got to sneak up on him and RKO him. It has to be out of nowhere. And it wasn't out of nowhere with the fake <laughs> With the fake gator too. Like he just kind of picked it up and he did a modified twist of fate. It wasn't even a real RKO. But that's beside the point. That's funniest thing of the week. Moving on. I might as well retire that segment because I can't even get any better than that as it pertains to that segment. But we'll keep doing it. We'll see what happens. Moving on to number one spot. We're going to talk about the number one match, number one buys, and number one debut of the week. And we're going to start with the number one match. Buddy versus Dream. That is right. We had a fantastic match on NXT for the North American Championship. I loved every bit of it. Velveteen Dream pulled out the victory. And I got to say that it was a phenomenal match. One of, the, one of those matches that goes underrated because it's on NXT. There's not a whole lot of hype around it. Uh, Buddy Murphy's already been called up to SmackDown. Not a lot of people were paying attention to it, but it was a phenomenal match. The number one match of the week. The number one botch of the week. The Usos. Okay, Gable and Rude are coming out. And on the label, it says the Usos. And I'm like, I didn't even see it at the time. I had to read it on Twitter. People were like, oh, it was ruined. It was ruined. And I'm like, what happened? And I see the, the picture and it says the Usos while Gable and Rude is already out. I'm like, oh, man. Somebody in that truck got yelled at by Vince McMahon. So <laughs> that was funny. The number one debut of the week going to Impact Wrestling the North. Josh Alexander and Ethan Page. I'm really looking forward to these guys. They are a tag team. They have been a tag team in other promotions as well. But in Impact Wrestling, they had a pretty good debut. And I'm looking forward to see what they can do in the tag team division going forward. So let's hop right on into this thing. Moving on into the stories of the week. Who won a superstar shakeup? Now, we're going to do this one a little bit uniquely because I know that everybody's been talking about the Superstar Shake-Up, who won it, and I decided that, you know what I wanted to do? I want to do it a little bit different uh, when I break it down. So, we got it broken down into MVP category, uh, the ladies category, the tag team division category, the cruiserweight division category, and the mid-card category as well. We're going to break it down one by one. And see who won the Superstar Shakeup. Was it Raw? Was it SmackDown? So, moving on into the MVP category. The two MVPs, obviously, AJ Styles, Roman Reigns. AJ Styles moving on to Monday Night Raw. Wasn't a whole lot more that he could do on SmackDown. So, he's moving on to Monday Night Raw. I think that's an excellent addition. Roman Reigns is an excellent addition as well. As it stands right now. I have an equal sign in between AJ and Roman on my notes because both of these guys have phenomenal impact, no pun intended. I wanted to go with AJ Styles, but I had to pay respect for Roman Reigns. He has big impact. Uh, he, whether you love him or you hate him, 
he is very much over in that aspect with the crowd he's a big deal as it pertains to moving to smackdown aj styles is a big deal as it pertains to moving to raw he has just as much popularity as roman reigns so i'm gonna be nice to give it an equal sign to both sides let's give it 0.5 to raw and smackdown here as we move on to the ladies division moving to smackdown we have bailey ember and Kyrie saying i am excuse me with Liv Morgan and Mickey as well on the Raw side, uh, Selena Vega, Naomi, and Lacey Evans. And I got to say that I love me some Selena Vega. Love me some Selena Vega. Love me some Naomi as well. Love me some Lacey Evans. Eh, I like me some Lacey Evans. But I, I got to say that this one is a landslide here. The ladies on the SmackDown side wins out. Uh, there is a lot of things you can do with Bailey and Ember. Like, I'm going to talk about eight Ember versus Becky Lynch later. Uh, that could be a phenomenal matchup. Bailey, uh, she needs a revisement. She needs something because Bailey is no longer the Bailey that she was when she first got caught up. She was the next John Cena, in my opinion. And I think that she can get back to that point. I'm moving to SmackDown, excuse me. So I look forward to see what's going on with her. Kyrie Sane is with. Um, excuse me, Asuka, and we'll see how that goes. Liv Morgan and Mickey James, they didn't appear on SmackDown. We'll see how it goes for them. But the SmackDown side of things, they won the women's division. So that's 1.5 for SmackDown, 0.5 for Raw. Moving on, Heavy Machinery to the tag team division. Heavy Machinery debuted. They're gonna, they didn't debut, but they're going to be on SmackDown. On the Raw side of things, the Viking experience. Uh, Ricochet and Alistair Black and the Usos. But that's not even the competition. Love me some heavy machinery. And it's one tag team to three tag teams. So we got to look at it there. But I'm going down the list. And it, it, as it stands, Viking Experience, as much as I don't like that name, Ricochet, Alistair Black, and the Usos, they are, went out in that division. So that goes to Raw. So things are tied up 1.5 to 1.5 here as we move on to the Cruiserweight division. Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. Buddy Murphy moves on to SmackDown. Look, I love me some Cedric Alexander. I think the kid has a bright future. Or the guy has a bright future. If they use him right on, on Monday Night Raw Twitch, here's the deal. I don't think they're going to use them right on Monday Night Raw. So, moving on to Buddy Murphy. I think he's in a phenomenal spot on SmackDown. SmackDown is kind of the place right now to where if you get the fans behind you, you could be in line for an intercontinental title shot or world title shot. And I think that's the way wrestling should be. I don't necessarily think that exists on Monday Night Raw. So I see more of an upside for Buddy Murphy on SmackDown. Definitely the SmackDown side of things won the Cruiserweight division. Buddy Murphy over Cedric Alexander. It is 2.5 to 1.5 for SmackDown. So we move on to the mid-card division. Balor, Elias... Laura Sullivan, Chad Gable, Apollo Crews are uh, on the SmackDown side of things. The Miz, Andrade, Rey Mysterio, EC3, and Eric Young on the Raw side of things. And this one is a little bit of a competition. But I got to say, when we get down to EC3 and Eric Young, that's when I got to look at it. And I got to say, man, I got to get this to SmackDown. So SmackDown wins overall. And looking at the mid-card division, Chad Gable, I think there's a lot for him uh, go going to SmackDown. It's, like I say, there's hope for smaller guys on SmackDown 
that haven't really gotten over if you can work in the ring smackdown has become the workers a brand again much like it was back in the mid 2000s so if you can work you can succeed on smackdown i see that for apollo cruz as well so lars sullivan how ah, this it looks like they're really behind him so who knows what happens with him? I don't know yet, but they're really behind him. Battle and Elias, I have the utmost confidence in. Hopefully they'll use Elias much more prominently than they did on Monday Night Raw. We need the guy in matches. We need the guy to be competing for something. I look at the Raw side of things, the Miz and Andretti. I'm not worried about the Miz. He's going to be just fine. Andretti looks like they're kind of positioning him for a mid-card title run in the future. So I'm excited about that. Rey Mysterio, we'll see about Rey Mysterio. Look, Rey can still go in the ring. I'm not sure how they're going to use him. But EC3 and Eric Dunn, they're kind of like dead on arrival, man. I don't see any hope for them whatsoever. That's no fault of their own. But I just don't think Raw is going to use them to their full potential. So SmackDown definitely wins out as it pertains to who won the Superstar Shakeup. I wish the, both, the best for both brands. Excuse me. And we'll see how it works out. Even on the things that I'm negative about, I hope I'm wrong about. And I hope EC3 uh, does well. I hope Eric Young does well. I would love to see that. We'll see how it all turns out going forward. So moving on to the next story of the day. Sasha Banks. And what hasn't been said about Sasha Banks, man? Uh, she's been all in the news lately. And whether it's reported by Ryan Satin. He reported that Sasha Banks and Bailey were upset that they were laying down in front of their hotel rooms, complaining about uh, losing the tag team titles at the last minute. Uh, Dave Meltzer was talking about how they were upset that not only losing the tag titles, but they were upset at them being split up. So whatever you believe, whatever report you believe, it's out there. It's reportedly out there that Sasha Banks is upset. And... I look at the situation and I'm like, man, you know what? Sasha Banks has every right to be upset. Like, just think about when was the last time when they prominently used Sasha Banks? I cannot even remember the last time when I looked up and I was like, you know what? They are actually using Sasha Banks like the top woman that she is. One of the top women in the WWE. And you can look at the tag team title reign and be like, okay, they, they used to prominently as a tag team uh, champion, but man, they only got one title defense, successful title defense before losing those titles. And when you look at the situation, you look at Sasha Banks, you look at her title reigns, and like the, the tag team title defense is the only successful defense she's had in her entire career. That is a shame, man. I think this is personally, like I said before, I think that this is something that has been building up. We didn't just get to WrestleMania and Sasha Banks and Bailey got told at the last minute they were going to lose the tag titles and Sasha Banks got upset and reportedly privately tried to quit. I don't think that this is that type of situation. This is a deal that has been building up. Sasha Banks has been getting misused her entire, I don't know if entire career is fair, but she has not been getting used to her full potential her, for her, the majority of her career. And I think the straw that really broke the camel's back was when they botched the Sasha 
Bailey feud. This was the one-on-one -on -one feud. I've said this before. This was the one-on-one -on -one feud that everybody wanted to see. Sasha versus Bailey. We wanted it at WrestleMania. And Bailey turned heel on Sasha and they blew it. Like, I really think Bailey could be where Becky Lynch is right now had they not blown that moment. The crowd went wild for Bailey. The crowd wanted to hate Sasha Banks. And we had ourselves a hot feud, and then they bought in Dr. Shelby and ruined everything. They ruined Bailey. Had they did that to Becky Lynch and Charlotte, Becky Lynch would be ruined. She wouldn't be where she is right now. And it's a shame because Bailey could be one of the top stars in all of the company had they ran with that, but they didn't. So Bailey is where she is. So here's the deal. As it pertains right now, when Sasha Banks comes back to WWE, here's what I think they should do. They should just let, if the reported reports are true and Sasha Banks is upset, they should just let Sasha Banks go in the ring and say how she feels. Like, if this was the old WWF, they would just, Vince McMahon would just say, you know what, you're upset, just go in the ring and say it. To a certain extent. You can't go out and say everything, but just go out and say how you feel to a certain extent. And that would make great television. You mean to tell me if Sasha Banks just comes through the crowd, Fantasy booking here. Yeah, I don't normally do this, but I'm about to do it now. Fantasy booking. Sasha Banks just rolls up through the crowd, no music, and just gets in the ring and just starts to say how she really feels. Man, you don't think that would create a buzz? Sasha Banks would be back to being one of the top women in the company. I really think they should go with that. That's just my opinion going forward. It would be great. So, Sasha Banks, I wish the best for, and we'll see how things turn out for her going forward and you know what here's another thing why i'm at it i'm tired of people saying that sasha banks needs to stop complaining because i look at the situation and people will say well she got all these title reigns she had the tag team championships why she's why is she complaining dean ambrose complained once once too just recently he was the intercontinental champion but they were misusing dean ambrose nobody said you know what he's the intercontinental champion why is he complaining well I mean, if you weren't saying it about Dean Ambrose, don't say it about Sasha Banks. That's just my opinion on the matter. So, moving on, we move on to Impact Rebellion. This is, I'm here to talk about why this will be a, a pay-per-view of the year candidate. Why it could be a pay-per-view of the year candidate. And here it is. We got, I'm looking at it here. I think it's one, two, three, four, five matches announced and I'm looking at the car and I'm like, this is going to be a pay-per-view of the year. And I'm looking at it. We got Johnny Impact versus Brian Cage, Taya Valkyrie versus Jordan Grace, uh, the Lucha Brothers versus LAX in a full metal mayhem match, Rich Swan versus Sammy Callahan, Tessa Blanchard versus Gail Kim. Each one of those matches are match of the night candidates. And it very much reminds me of Slammiversary. When I looked at that card, Summer Virtue 2018 was, in my opinion, the pay-per-view of the year. Not just for Impact Wrestling, but overall, in my opinion, I looked at that card and I'm like, that could be a match of the year candidate. I mean, a match of the night candidate. That could be a match of the night candidate. And this is what we have. I stated here. And we have a match of the year candidate. I did this with Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, and it turned out to be true. I, before it even happened, I'm like, okay, that's going to be a match of the year candidate. And I look at the Lucha Brothers versus LAX, and I'm like, okay, that's going to be a match of the year candidate. Full Metal Mayhem with those guys, if they give it 15 to 20 minutes, it is going to tear down the house. It could very well main event. That's just my opinion. If you know there were no world titles at stake, 
that could main event the card. So we're gonna have a pay-per-view of the year candidate on our hands. I like Rich Swan versus Sammy Callahan. All of these matches have some sort of intrigue to it. I think this is Jordan Grace's moment. She's gonna win the championship. I, and I look at the Brian Cage versus Johnny Impact match. They have phenomenal chemistry. They had a match of the year candidate at the other pay-per-view. I cannot remember the name of uh, the name escapes me right now. But I think it was Impact Homecoming. But they had all the extra stuff happening in the match. So that really derailed the match. That could have been a match of the year candidate. I think this one will be a match of the year candidate as well. As they have phenomenal chemistry. This is definitely something worth checking out. Uh, it's coming up at the end of the month, April 28th. And I will be checking it out because I'm very excited. I like what Impact is doing. They don't have a whole, they don't get a whole lot of buzz. They don't get the rightful buzz that they deserve because they're putting on some excellent shows. And speaking of reminding me of Slammiversary, they are in Windsor at the moment, building toward Slammiversary. And the Windsor crowd is just phenomenal for Impact Wrestling. It has been the best of crowds for Impact. And... This is how it was building into Slammiversary. The Slammiversary was in the Rebel Complex. And as we stand here, Impact Rebellion will be in the Rebel Complex in Toronto as well. It is a fantastic setup. The crowd was fantastic at Slammiversary last year. The crowd will be fantastic for Rebellion. It is going to be a phenomenal pay-per-view that I'm very much looking forward to. And you should be looking forward to it as well will moving forward and it is look i am very excited i can not wait because like i said match of the year candidates up and down the card so moving on we move on to becky lynch and she's in a bit of bit of i don't want to say trouble but she's on the hot seat right now because look man becky lynch in the words of charlie murphy on the Dave Chappelle show, she is a habitual line stepper. And she sent out a tweet. Her and Ember Moon is kind of going back at it uh, on Twitter. You know, nothing real serious going on. They're just kind of building up to some things. And we have Becky Lynch here saying, save those tears for when I slap the head off of you. Talking to Ember Moon. She was talking, Ember Moon was talking to Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss said they took her bestie in the Superstar shakeup. Ember Moon replied with the tear uh, emoji. But, we get down to the get down and it eventually turns into Becky Lynch saying, I'm gonna hit you so hard that Alexa will go out injured again. So, that happens and it's like, whoa, wait a minute, hold up here. So, we had Alexa Bliss responding to that. We had Ember Moon responding to that. Uh, Ember Moon said that <laughs> she called Becky Lynch a glorified internet troll, but you are mocking a near career in ending injury. Alexa Bliss didn't like it as well. So, what we have here is Becky Lynch being in the wrong. If I'm being honest here, if I'm being straight up here, and I call it down the middle. Look, Becky Lynch is in the wrong here. You can say a lot of things. You can go at Charlotte Flair. You can call Ronda Rousey a weirdo. You can do all these things on Twitter. You can say you're going to slap the head off of Bailey. That's all fine and well. It's entertaining. I got to say, I love Becky Lynch. She is literally the only wrestler I have with tweet notifications because she is that entertaining at what she does. 
So I enjoy her work on Twitter. It progresses the feud. It is one of the only Twitter type of progressing the feud things that I actually enjoy. So she does a great job at what she does. But when you talk about a career ending injury, that's where I got to look at it and say, ah, you're stepping over the line there. And this is not a thing to where she's in the ring with Edge and she says, you know, watch out. You might not want to hurt your neck again. That's a promo to where it's like, okay, she's talking with Edge and she's going to say this and Edge is okay with it. I'm pretty sure that Becky Lynch did not get with Alexa Bliss and say, you know what? I'm going to mention your career ending injury. Are you okay with that? And Alexa Alexa Bliss goes and says, yeah, I'm okay with that. That's good. I don't think that's at play here. So look at the situation. Yes, Becky Lynch is in the wrong here. But that aside, do I want to see Becky Lynch versus Ember Moon for the title? You're doing right. I want to see it. Oh, yes. This is a captivating feud. One that I never even considered. When Ember Moon came out, I was like, oh yeah, I can get down with this. So Becky Lynch versus Ember Moon for the title? I am very much interested in it. I want to see where they go, how they manage the feud. We already got some things kicked off on Twitter. And I, like I said, I'm very interested. It is going to be a captivating feud. And Becky Lynch was in the wrong here. That's my opinion. We'll see how Becky Lynch versus Ember Moon and possibly Alexa Bliss getting thrown into this as well on the raw side of things with Becky Lynch holding two belts. We'll see how that goes as well. So moving on to the final topic of the day, Luke Harper. You know, I got to say I'm very sad about this one. Luke Harper is leaving WWE and I'm just going to read through his statement as of this evening. I've requested a release from WWE. The past six years have been simply amazing journey around the world and back with lifelong friends and family. This decision, as difficult as it was, feels right for myself and WWE. Thank you from the top to the bottom of WWE. Thank you to the fans for your undying support. Thank you, everyone. So this is a sad situation, man. Luke Harper is very much one of the guys that I've looked at his entire run in WWE and I've said that guy is very underrated. He is very talented to me. And I never really thought that he got the sign that he should. Uh, at the height of the Wyatt family, he looked very good. He always to me looked like the best wrestler and the best person, even out of Bray Wyatt. I would say, I always looked at Luke Harper and I was like, okay, he's the one. He's the one that can go in the ring the best. And he has a little bit of a character to go with it. Bray Wyatt always had him be in the character department. But I always felt like Luke Harper was the best overall. And they completely dropped the ball with the guy. He is very talented and always was underused to me. Even looking at recently, they had him wrestling at WrestleMania Access. And I'm like, "Ah, really? That guy, he's off of injury and you're not really using the guy you could have done something with the guy you could have grouped him up with rowan and brian at least or have him do something and i'm looking at it and like i cannot ignore the aew component here obviously there's options out there for luke harper aew impact wrestling uh, Ring of Honor, just multiple options out there. MLW, just all of the options are out there. On the indies, wherever you want to go, there's plenty of options out there in wrestling. That is the glorious part about wrestling these days. 
And while I'm sad to see him go from WWE, like I'm happy for the guy because he feels like he's underused and he wants to bet on himself. That's been like the running narrative of a lot of these guys leaving major companies and just going out in the indies and trying to make it on their own. We'll see how it turns out for Luke Harper. Uh, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm very sad. Because this is a guy, like I've said, I've looked at, uh, I've had immense respect for his talent. And it's just very sad that WWE couldn't find a way to use him. So we'll see how it turns out. I wish the best for him. And I'm pretty sure he will land on his feet in the indies or wherever he goes. AEW, that's a component that's out there. Impact, wherever he goes, he has all of the talent in the world. And I'm pretty sure he'll land on his feet. He'll do well for himself. So, that is the end for the Too Sweet Podcast, episode 6, excuse me, the Too Sweet Experience, episode 62. Let me know your thoughts, whether that's on YouTube, youtube.com slash C slash OMG Corey B, or on Twitter, at Too Sweet Pod, that's the number two, Sweet P-O-D, or at Twitter, at OMG Corey B. I follow back all on Twitter, I respond to all comments, let me know your thoughts.